Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earthlight podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Prudhomme. And today we have a special guest on. We have David Munford back on. He has been on twice before on the podcast. The first one, he talked about his struggles with pornography addiction. The second one, he talks about how Jesus has helped him, how the church has helped him, um, what he has done to get help with pornography addiction. And this episode today, I brought it to you guys. I asked you what questions you had for someone with pornography addiction. And this is what I came up with. So these are the questions I will be asking him today. How did you know you had a problem? What made you quit? How long did it take you to reach out for help? What were you feeling when you first reached out? What were your triggers when you stopped, when you were triggered or had an urge to watch porn? What would you do to stop yourself? And why don't you have a TikTok? All right, guys, let's dive right in. All righty. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, guys, I'm David. I am the host of Seeing Red with David Mumford. You can find that on pretty much any platform. I was talking to somebody and they found it gosh they found it on on some on one platform i had no idea it was on so that kind of was interesting to me that it's on different platforms um let's see kind of update um i am let's see was it two 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 three weeks ago now i actually got my uh seven year chip i am in recovery for um pornography and so many sexual addiction a lot of sexual addiction issues but i got my seven-year chip from being clean for seven years which is amazing to really think uh, it's been seven years since i've been clean from that now is every day easy no it is not easy and summertime for me is or warm weather is very 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 hard for me just just being open and honest about that because less clothes come on our own and it's for somebody that deals with pornography and deals with sexual addiction woof the thoughts the triggers you gotta really be on your game so that's kind of who i am and loving life yeah good good that is interesting that's not something i've thought about and i'm glad you're uh talking about that and you've been on the podcast a couple times. Uh, the first time yeah. you mostly talked about your struggle with pornography addiction. And then the second time you kind of talked about how you overcame it with Jesus and the church and everything. Right. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I have brought the questions to the people and they have certain questions that I'm going to be asking you today. Let's do it. Okay. I, I, I love talking about this. Because, like we talked before we started recording, it hasn't been really talked about. And I, if I can change one person or bring it to light to one person, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. At least one person know, hey, I'm real. Hey, um, yeah, I'm not. I don't have it all together. <laughs> and yeah. I'm still, I'm still working on it daily. So. Yeah. And I'm like so grateful that you're talking about this because as I mentioned before, when we first did our the first podcast we did together, I had never 
really knew about pornography addiction. Um, so I think it's cool that you share about this and you're open about it and you're definitely helping people for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. First question. How did you know you had a problem? Man. Um, I, it's kind of a hard question to ask because I, I didn't know I had a problem until I got into recovery in, gosh, I think I realized in 2013, yeah, because it's, no, 2014, let me take that back, 2014, when I really started working on it, and I got in with a celebrate recovery group, and I started hearing other men talk about their their addiction and what pornography was and what sexual addiction was that's when i realized i was like oh okay because all my uh, everything that stem that goes back to it the the main root issue was five years for five years i was in a relationship a dating relationship that i had really had no use being in and lived with a female and we were more roommates than, than really dating. And she didn't really want to have sex. So she said, well, you can look at playboys. You can, you can look at anything you want, you want to. I just don't want to, I don't want to be involved with it. So that's what, and that's what got me introduced to it. No one, I never grew up being growing up in the home or, even in school or anything like that, I was never around it. I never had anybody. Um, my dad did not have it in the house. It was not talked about in our home at all. So, yeah, I did. Um, when I was at home, I kind of, I, I would look, I would get on chat rooms and stuff like that. But I didn't realize until 2014 that I had an that I had the addiction, and what the addiction came from not feeling loved my mom or from my mom, which my mom loved me. Don't get me wrong, my mom was always there, and my mom always cared for me. But I was taking it as she was controlling me, and she was coming down on me. So I was trying to feel find love in other situations besides her loving me. So in 2014 when I heard other men talking about it and I started thinking about it, I was like, Oh, that's where that came from. That's mm -hmm. what that was. That's, that's why I was drawn to looking at playboys or going to strip clubs or, um, using masturbation to kind of heal areas or make me feel good. Mm -hmm. That's when I that's when I realized, hey, I had an addiction to pornography, and even before I, my, me and my wife got married in 2016, yeah, I cheated on I cheated on my wife before we got married, and the last straw, before we called it quit, she said, if we're gonna st if we're gonna stay together, you have to go to counseling. I was like, okay, I'll go to counseling, and I went to counseling. I went to counseling for about about four years, and uh, after about four years, 
the account, the sexual addiction counselor looked at me and said, man, you're in celebrate recovery. You're doing all the steps, you know, to be doing, you do not need to come anymore. If you want to come back, you can, but you have the, the tools in place to, to help you. You're good. And that's when I knew at that point I have been, I'm still working on it. And there's still some areas I still struggle with. I mean, some areas I, I'm working on constantly. But looking at pornography, I haven't looked at anything pornographic in seven years. And it's, it's, it's good to be able to say that and be open about that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really good. Thank you for entering that one. Um, so what ex- so you said you figured it out that you were addicted in recovery. What made you decide to start recovery? That <laughs> I I did not decide my dad actually because I had moved in with my parents when I turned age 30. Went through about a year and a half about a year and a half to two years of some very dark depression. And my dad looked at me and said, if you're going to live in my house, you, you were going to recover. You were getting help. And he got me involved in celebrate recovery, um, at, at a, um, at our church. And that's when I went, but I, if people don't understand celebrate recovery, what you share there, it stays there. But when my dad was one of the leaders, I would have to go back home with him, so I couldn't open. I, I couldn't openly open up there because I knew my dad wouldn't talk about it. Because my dad's a, a, a state licensed counselor, so and he's a chaplain, so yeah, he know he he knows not to ask questions. My dad never would, but I didn't feel comfortable talking about it. It wasn't until I went to a different uh, sober recovery group away from my dad that I really was able to open up and get and find the healing and find the, the, the root from everything and be like, okay, I really am addicted to it. I really am. I really do have an issue because I didn't think I had an issue. I was like, everybody else does it. So why not? It's just what guys do, but that's not the way to look at it. Not every guy does, and it's not healthy to to do that. If you're going to have a Christian life, or for, or if you're going to be a married man, mm-hmm. or a, the head the head of house, you don't need to do that. It, right. It's gonna it's gonna bring things into the house that is not good, and it's gonna. And that's why I, I said when I went to recovery, I said, okay, I don't want my son or my daughter down the road to have this in the house. And I stopped it myself. I said, this stops here. Mm-hmm. This is not going any further. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Because I think some people, um, they watch porn, they look at porn, they don't think any problems with it. And they don't realize their behavior, their actions will impact their children. Because, oh, yeah. you you know, kids, they know how to figure out everything. And, they, and they're very technical nowadays. So if you're watching that stuff on the computer or whatever... They're going to find it. They're likely going to oh, find yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah you definitely want to set a good impression for children. 
The second question is, how long did it take you to reach out for help? So I think you pretty much answered that your dad was the one that mm-hmm. encouraged you. He, he encouraged me to go to recovery. Now, okay. with the sexual addiction, it took me... It took me about... It probably took me still a couple years to realize I was struggling with it and was like, okay, I can't, I can't keep this going. I have to do this for myself. I have to do this for our, for my relationship with my wife. Well, we were dating at the time, but I have, I have to do this. I have to make the decision. And the counselor I went to the very first meeting my wife had to go with us, had to go with me because he would not, he would not take um, the, he would not have me as a client unless I, unless the spouse was on board. Well, my wife went with us, went the first time, found out we were doing it and found out what it was. And that's when I realized, okay, she's happy. This is what I'm going to do. Let's go for it. so it took me a couple of years to find to finally get it in place in my head that I have to do this for myself. Okay. All righty. What were you feeling when you first reached out? Like when you first um, realized that you had a problem and that you started getting help, what were your feelings around it? I guess, man, that's hard to that's hard to say. I guess sadness that I had done that, that I I had went that path because, like I said, I didn't grow up with it. I didn't have it in the house. I did not. I never had the had it like in our house or anywhere. Just when I did it personally, it was kind of like, wow, I really did that. I really stooped that low. I really, I, I guess a, a shame for myself that I went there because I didn't, I didn't grow up that way. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I never was around it. It was just like, wow. Okay. Well, it's time to get help. Yeah. And it's time to, I'm, it's time to move on. You can't. You can't stay stuck. You can't. You got to just let it go. Just, just let go and move on. And don't, don't, don't keep thinking about it. Just keep moving. Just move forward every day with it. Yeah, I think that's great advice because I'm sure there are um, people who are Christian or anyone really who is addicted to pornography and they probably feel a lot of, you know, you said you felt sadness, shame around it. And I'm sure they feel the same way. So it's good to know that like, if you just, you got to keep moving on and keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What were your triggers when you stopped? So we can talk about triggers a little bit. I know you kind of mentioned at the beginning, summertime. Yeah. Um, Summertime is, summertime is a big one. Um, It's, it's better now, now that I've been in it for so long. Summer's okay. Um, I, I have, I've learned to like not be around, not be by myself anywhere. 
because I know if I'm by myself, then things will get worse. But I'll make sure I'm with people. Make sure I'm with my wife. Make sure I'm with other people when I when I do go somewhere. Um, a big a big one that most people don't think about, or I didn't realize, is stress is a trigger. If you're overworked, if you're if you don't have if you don't have downtime or if you keep going hard keep, for me, if I keep working hard, keep working hard, keep working hard and just get burnt out, then when I'm get tired, then that's when Satan kind of throws something in and says, Oh, look, look, you can do it now. Come on. Come on. One more time. Just one more. Kind of like the alcohol. Just one more. Just one more. Look, just, Hey, just one more. Look, no, for me, one more look or one more thought could be, just like so further down the road, take me down, take me down that road again, that I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want one more look. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard. It's when it's, if you're somewhere and it's hard not to look, you kind of like, crap, I shouldn't be looking or I don't, I don't want to look that way. You kind of have to think of what do I do? What, how can I, how can I redirect my, my vision? How can I redirect it? So it's a daily thing of, okay, what's the trigger today? And if you stay in the word, if you stay talking to people, if you keep yourself mentally busy and not, and not get to the point where you're wanting to look, then you're fine. Or for me, I'm fine. There's days I'm like, I'm good. Nothing's gonna, nothing's pushing me away. Or if I know I have something coming up that I look forward to, then I'm like, okay, I can just make it one more day to this or one more moment to this. And I know I can do it. Yeah. So it sounds like the armor of God and just taking one step at a time. Oh, that is, yes. One step at a time is the most important thing. Just one step at a time and getting through it. Yeah. The next question is, um, So we kind of just talked about it, but you might want to add on to it. When you were triggered or had an urge to watch porn, what would you do to stop yourself? So you just kind of answered it. Do you have anything else to add to it? Oh, my gosh, yes. I can. um, The main thing, what what triggers me, what I do if I get triggered or something Mm -hmm. happens, I will, if it gets, if it gets too bad, if I will actually what I've done in the past, I'll actually leave. I'll say, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go run an errand or I'm going to go, go somewhere, get out in public. Don't, don't stay by yourself because that's the, that is the one thing that can mess up anything is if you stay alone or, or pick up a book right now, I've got a, a, a year and a half old a Husky puppy. She keeps me busy. So go outside, play with her, get outside, get some fresh air, just pick up a book or watch TV. Even, even if I'm watching TV, um, I'll turn my head and not watch TV. Or if, if something's on TV and I'm like, Oh, don't need to be watching that. Or if then I'll turn my head, I'll, I'll leave the room. I'm like, "Mm, not safe to me being here. I'm a, I'm gonna leave the room. Mm -hmm. And so 
I'll, I'll, I'll exclude myself from a situation that's not safe because you've got everybody's different because everybody can handle every situation differently. But for me, it's pick up a book, turn on some music, change the channel, don't watch movies that could that could lead to that. Um, stay off for me. It's staying off social media. I mean, most people, I know you had a question about this, but I'll just kind of, for me, right. Another thing for me is I don't, I don't have social media. Mm -hmm. I I just, I just don't because it's not, it's not healthy. So some things are not the best thing to, for me to go to. Yeah. So that's the last question. Do you, why, why let's, uh, yeah, let's um, dig into that. Why don't you have TikTok? Um, I, I don't, I don't believe I have ever thinking on it. I don't believe I've ever shared this even on my podcast or on any podcast I've ever been on. I've ever, I've ever been asked this that I can remember. I may have, but I, but I'll just, I mean, I'll just be open about it. The reason I do, I do not have social media is my whole, how do I, how do I say this? The, the whole way this whole thing started for me was because I had Facebook and I used Facebook. I was using Facebook for the totally wrong reasons. Uh, when I was, um, before I met my wife, uh, I would use, I had wrong intentions on Facebook. I would talk to females on Facebook and have chats that I shouldn't have been having. So me and my wife had been dating maybe two years. I don't know. Maybe a year. We hadn't been dating. We hadn't been dating too very long. And we were sitting at the old Atlanta Brave Stadium. And she asked me in in the Atlanta Brave Stadium if I would delete my Facebook account. I was like, sure. I'll I'll she said you would do it sitting right here in the Atlanta Brave Stadium. I was like, Yeah, I'll do it. And I deleted my I deleted my Facebook account and I think it was I think I want to think it was 2013 yeah I think it was 2013 in the Atlanta Brave Stadium and since then I I literally stayed off of all social media until uh, April 7th of last year and I got on LinkedIn and because I was at home and I didn't know, I didn't, I'd, I'd heard about LinkedIn. So I got on there and just started networking with people and started sharing my story and sharing my journey and just, and doing stuff like that. But I, I stayed off all social media because it's not safe for me. Even, even YouTube, even uh, YouTube. I, if something pops up on YouTube, I'm like, Mm-mm, not, not watching that video. Even as crazy it sounds, 
I do have Pinterest, but I love cooking. I, I, <laughs> I, I love I love cooking, so I use Pinterest for for uh, recipes. And we're about to go on vacation in July, so I I look for um for uh, pins on that because we're going to St. Augustine, Florida. But even Pinterest, you have to be so careful with Pinterest because things will pop up on Pinterest. I'm like, whoops, not what, not looking at that pin. But I do have a Pinterest account. So I guess LinkedIn and Pinterest, I have those. But it's for my mind and for my, we're dealing with sexual addiction or pornography. One little thing you can see or for, that I can see could change everything, could put me back in that spiral. And I'm like, not going to what? Not going to be on it. And most people ask me, like, do you have Facebook? I'm like, mm, no, I don't. And they, I get some weird looks like, you don't have Facebook? I'm like, mm-mm. And my wife says, I could use her account. We could do a, we could do a joint account. But even then, I'm kind of like, I don't want Facebook. I don't, I don't need it. Right. I don't, I don't, and I tried, I tried TikTok for a little bit and I, I never posted any videos, but even on that, I was, I would be, things would pop up. I'm like, this isn't what I, I need to be watching. I don't need, I don't need that. And I tried to delete it. I tried to not follow that. But as hard as I would try to, to get past it or unfollow that or say, no, this isn't good. It's like five more would pop up. I'm like, okay, fine. No, no, just no, not going there. Not going to do that. And that's, that's why I don't, because for, for somebody that deals with pornography or a sexual addiction, it's just not safe for me personally. And maybe one day I'll, I'll try it again or I'll maybe, because I am healthy, yeah. I can. I I know my triggers. I know what's good and what's not good. But I'm just like, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I can understand that. Even uh, I wasn't never addicted to porn, but as a, a Christian woman, I kind of wanted to like separate myself um, from you know, like on TikTok. There's a lot of inappropriate stuff, and I know that I used to be kind of into that stuff before becoming a Christian. So as a Christian, I try to separate myself from that, and I go down loopholes where I'll like see a video, and then I'll click on their profile, and I'll look through, at, through their stuff, and then I'll be like, "What am I doing? Like this is not something I need to be looking at." Um, so even as someone that's not struggling, like you still end up down there. And then of course, if you look at someone's profile, then that's what comes up for TikTok, you know, for your for yep. you page, they'll start, they'll keep bringing up the same kind of videos by different people. Um, so yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to use it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to use it for the, for the podcast to get more, to get more traction for my podcast, but I do pretty well as it is. And people, I get, I get so, I haven't got any in the last couple of days, but some people ask me, they're like, oh, we can help you. Um, what is it? We can help you get your podcast out there. We could help you, like, um, what's the word? Kind of help you, we could support your podcast for you. I'm like, no, I do pretty well myself. So you know what? No. Yeah. They but try to I get you to pay. Yeah. Uh, some do. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm good. I don't, I don't need that. 
Nah, you're I do, good. I do, I do, I do, I do perfectly fine without without your help. God's got you too. Yep, God's got me. Yeah. Well, those are the rest of the questions that I had. Do you have anything you'd like to add for people that are struggling right here, right now? They're listening to this and they're like, wow, I don't know how to stop. I don't know what to do. Like, what what, do you, what would you say to them? Um, what I would say is reach out to somebody and find somebody you can talk to because we all have people that we can talk to in our lives, we, for me, it was a pride issue. Let the pride fall and just ask for help. Just be like, listen, I'm struggling. And there's days there I have, I'm involved with the, um, with, I have a lot of accountability partners and a, a sponsor and celebrate recovery that I'll reach out and be like, listen, today's not a good day or I'm struggling today. But not having good a good day are is so far apart that most I'd say out of a week six days out of a week I'm great and I know what's going on I know how to handle it and I and I can I can call people so if any guys listening I'm on LinkedIn find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. Reach out to me and say, hey, I'd love to talk. Can we talk? I'll talk to anybody about this because I I want to see, I would love to see more guys be able to be able to work through this and and feel the, the happiness I have for saying, hey, I'm okay. I can get through this. I'm seven years clean. So it's, and it's a day, it's a daily thing. It's it, so that's why yeah. I want to leave. Okay. And can you tell people where, what's your name on um, LinkedIn? How can they find you on there? Um, really, it's David Mumford. You can look for the guy with the red glasses. That's who I am. Everybody knows me about the guy with the red glasses. And if anybody wants to follow my podcast, I'm about to here soon hopefully i can start releasing some new episodes but my podcast is seeing red with david Mumford. it's on any platform for that you can find um your your podcast that you listen to podcasts and um little teaser about season two i'm going to be diving into situations just this i'm going to take a little bit deeper dive into recovery and into people that are struggling with a little bit more to go a little bit deeper in season two. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I love talking to you. You have a lot of great information and I know you're helping people. I think one of your episodes is still in the top five um, for my podcast. People love your episodes. Awesome. I love, I love talking about this. Yeah. I love Good. sharing with people my story and letting people understand what's going on. Good. Good. All right. I will stay in touch with you. I'll let you know when the podcast is up.
Thank you guys so much for listening to the hashtag create your earth life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And I hope you enjoyed listening to David and I talk today. I hope you gained some new knowledge. I hope you have a better understanding of what pornography addiction is all about. And maybe you have some ideas on how we can help people that are going through that with this information. I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you all.